Welcome to the Teaching Behavior Together podcast, where I provide you with actionable steps for making your classroom management plan effective by incorporating behavioral and social-emotional learning activities into your daily teaching. Hi, I'm Maria, and I have 10 years experience in the field of behavior analysis. In each episode, I will be providing you with effective and evidence-based strategies you can use to create a classroom environment you want to go to each morning. No longer will you be driving home in tears over the overwhelming feeling of trying to manage student behaviors. So sit back, listen up, and start seeing success. Welcome to this episode of the Teaching Behavior Together podcast. I am so excited you are here today and today we are talking all about how to teach students how to take a break. I talked about this a little bit in my first Q&A episode so if you want to go back and listen to that I do talk about teaching students how to take a break but I'm going to go in more depth in this episode. So when we're teaching students how to take a break it's very similar to how we would teach students any other skill. Prior to teaching students how to take a break, there are a couple of things that we want to have planned out before we do this. First, you're going to want to have planned out what students have the choice of doing while they're on their break. So think about what would be considered appropriate in your classroom for students to do while they're on a break. This is going to be unique to your classroom and your students. Some teachers might allow students to go out in the hallway where they're on a break, while other buildings might not allow students to be in the hallway without teacher supervision. You might have a calm down corner in your room. That might be an option for a student while they're on a break. You might not have room for a calm down corner, but you have a seat that a student is allowed to sit in when they're on a break. Make sure you're thinking of a couple of different options that students have to pick from while they're on their break. The options can include playing with Play-Doh, taking a walk, getting a drink, using a fidget, writing a note, coloring a picture, going to the calm down corner. There are so many different things students can do while they're on a break. Just really think of what you're allowing your students to do while they're on their break and what's appropriate for your classroom. The reason that we want to have very clear choices for our students is because before we teach a break, we want to have this plan of what we're going to teach them they can do on their break. Now, it is perfectly 100% A-OK for our students to do nothing on their break. That is also definitely an option. If a student wants to put their head down, if a student just wants to take a walk, they don't actually physically have to be doing anything, but some of our students do need something to do while they're on their break that allows them to calm down or distract themselves from whatever frustrating or upsetting them in that moment and other students don't need something to do and rather just put their head down and kind of chill out for a second. Those things are totally fine, but we want to have really clear outlines of what students are able to do on their break so that the students have a really good idea of what they can do and it doesn't just turn into an open-ended choice that students might get confused about and then start engaging in some undesired behaviors. For instance, we don't want students to think that on their break they can just go start talking to another peer, especially when you're trying to instruct or there's independent work time. Possibly talking to a friend or a peer is not an option for them. So we want to make it very clear what the options are so that students know what they can do and engage on a break so that they can be successful with their break. Once you have decided on a list of things that students are able to do in your classroom when they are on a break, you're going to want to have a couple of different options for how students can ask to go on a break as well. 
I highly recommend that one of those options being break cards, meaning that students in your classroom can utilize a break card, which is just a small laminated, I highly recommend laminating, you don't have to, but a small laminated card that students can put on their desk that would indicate that they are on a break. This would allow you to know as a teacher that the student is on a break and would eliminate the distraction of them either having to ask for a break or them disrupting class in some way, letting you know that they're gonna take a break. I would also highly recommend having some sort of signal that students can use that they are going on a break. So it might be a signal between you and them where they make eye contact with you, they give you a signal that they're gonna take a break. It also could be that they're asking to go on a break or some other choice that they have to initiate their break with you. I would just want something that the students can do that would allow you to know that they're on a break so that maybe if they are putting their head down and they have their break card out, you know, okay, students upset, frustrated about something, they're taking a break appropriately, I'm gonna come back to them in a little bit or just some sort of signal that you know, okay, they're leaving the classroom to get a drink of water or whatever it might be. You can really easily make a class out of break cards by just printing out a template where you just have like, I'm on a break or whatever written on them, laminate them, give them to all the students so that they can utilize them when they're on a break. But if you don't want to, I also have free break cards for you in the link below. I created a template for you. They're very, very simple. They get the job done. They just allow you to know that the student's on a break. So if you are looking for those, check the link below or the description below where the link is so that you can get those free break cards in your inbox so that you can start rolling with these break cards in your classroom. The last thing you wanna have planned out prior to teaching students how to take a break is the parameters around taking a break. Now this is like the time and the structure of the break. So it might be that you allow students to take a five minute break, a six minute break, a two minute break, whatever is age appropriate and appropriate for your classroom at that time, that's the parameters you wanna set around for taking a break. You might use timers, sand timers, visual timers, whatever it might be, so that students can visually see, okay, so I'm allowed to take a five minute break, I set the timer, the timer goes off, now I have to go back to class so that I can you know, engage in whatever activity that you are doing in that moment. So again, prior to teaching students how to take a break, you wanna know what activities that students are able to do in your classroom while they're on a break. You wanna identify signals that students can use so that they can let you know that they're going on a break. And you wanna set the parameters and structures of what a break looks like in terms of time for the student to be on the break. Now that we've done all of the prep prior to teaching our students how to take a break, we are ready to start teaching them how to take a break. So you're gonna do a lesson on what a break is and provide them with some information on what a break is. You're also gonna provide them with some information on why they might need a break or situations that they might find themselves in that would indicate that they need a break. This can sound something like, Sometimes when we become upset or overwhelmed, we don't feel good in our bodies and our bodies don't feel good and we need to walk away from the situation or we need to take a pause. This is called being on a break. We're allowed to take breaks in our classroom so that we're able to calm our bodies and feel better. You might need a break if you're becoming upset when you're doing your work or when you lose a game or when our schedule changes or when you have to stop an activity that you really like doing. Any of those things might make you upset and cause your body to feel upset. We might wanna take our break when our bodies feel upset so that we can calm our body down. So we've given our students some information on what breaks are and what situations might lead them to needing a break. Obviously, you're gonna to wanna to individualize this information for you and your students in your classroom and the situations they might find themselves in or that commonly occur in your classroom and add that information into that section of your lesson. The next thing you're gonna do is show them the two or three ways they're able to ask for a break in your classroom. This might be where you hand out break cards and you might show them the signal that you have developed for your classroom. You're gonna model the ways the students can ask for a break. 
Then you're gonna allow your students to practice, so you're gonna have them go back to their seats, take out their break cards, and provide them with praise for engaging in that behavior. Then you're gonna have them practice the second way they can ask for a break. This might be the signal. You're gonna allow them to practice and then provide them with praise for engaging in that behavior. You're gonna provide with any feedback needed for your classroom. So if students are taking out their break cards and hiding them under their name tags, you might provide them with the feedback that those won't be visible to you and that the break card needs to be visible so that you know that they're on a break. This is the type of feedback that you're gonna wanna give your students based on what you observe them doing when they're practicing the skills of how to ask for a break. Now that you've taught them how that they can ask for a break in your classroom, you're gonna teach them each of their different options. Now this might take a little bit of work up front, but I will tell you that spending the time up front to explicitly teach students their options when they're on a break and how to engage in that activity and how to return to the classroom will save you so much time later, believe me. Believe me, you're gonna wanna spend the time up front teaching each of their choices explicitly and also teaching the students how to return to the class after they've been on a break. So for each of their choices, you're first gonna provide them with some instruction on what that choice is. They probably already know what playing with Play-Doh means, but you're just gonna say something along the lines of, playing with Play-Doh is one of our choices when we're on a break. Then you're gonna model how to play with Play-Doh appropriately in your classroom. And you're also gonna model how to put that Play-Doh away and how to rejoin class appropriately. You're then gonna allow them to practice. You're gonna give them some Play-Doh, allow them to practice playing with it, possibly setting the timer for them at this point so they know when the timer's up, they put the Play-Doh away and then they rejoin the class just the way that you showed them how to previously. Again, you're gonna provide them with feedback and you're gonna provide them with praise for every behavior that they engage in inappropriately and feedback for any behaviors that you want them to adjust so that they are successful with this break and returning to class being ready to learn. One thing I see a lot is that we teach students what they can do on a break, but we don't teach them how to re-enter class or re-enter the group, and the students can be a little bit disruptive at that point. So we wanna make sure we're teaching this explicitly so that students know when I'm on a break, when the timer goes off, I have to go back to class, but I have to do it quietly so I'm not disruptive to my peers or what's ever going on in the classroom at that time. You're gonna repeat this for each of the activities. And again, I know it might seem like a lot, but I want you to know that when you're reviewing one of them, you're also reviewing the procedures for going on a break and returning to class, which are the hardest things for students to do. It's that transition time of initiating the break and then returning to class that can be really hard for the students and where I see a lot of the break taking breakdown. And what we don't want to see happening is students don't necessarily know how to initiate the break and don't know how to return from the break so that we have to eliminate breaks from their choices of options that they're allowed to do as a coping strategy for if they do become upset or frustrated. We want to practice this over and over by teaching the different choices, playing with Play-Doh, getting a drink, drawing a picture, whatever it might be, and then practicing coming back to class appropriately so we're reinforcing that skill so that they're able to take a break successfully. Now that you've set up all of the prep work and you've taught all of the students how to initiate a break, how to take a break, what their choices are on that break, and then how to return back to class, we are going to practice this. Now, it can be really hard to practice taking a break. Your students aren't gonna know right away that they might need a break, so you might be able to tell them all of the situations that they might run into that would indicate that they need a break, but if they've never made that connection themselves of if I'm feeling upset, I ask for a break, and I feel better after I take a break, then we're gonna need to help facilitate that process. This is where having strong relationships with your students really comes into play. If you see one of your students becoming upset or they look upset or some of their behavior changes in some way, you can prompt them to take a break and ask for a break. 
I typically recommend either approaching the student and modeling verbal language of saying I need a break so that the student is reminded that they're able to take a break or utilizing some sort of visual prompt that would allow them to initiate taking a break. So again, if you see a student who might be coming upset or frustrated, you can help them initiate that taking a break behavior so that they're able to make that connection. If I was upset or frustrated, I took a break and now I feel better. If you've ever heard of natural environment teaching, this is where it really comes into play. As much as we can practice the skill of asking for a break, actually taking a break and returning to the class, it's very hard to contrive a situation in which a student is upset and they need to take a break. And we don't want to contrive those situations. We don't want our students to become upset. So we have to be aware of when those opportunities naturally occur in our classrooms so that we can prompt students to take a break so that they're able to make that connection themselves. This will really help them make that connection between I'm feeling upset, I took a break, and now I'm feeling better. So you don't really want to use natural environment teaching when you see students who might be coming upset. You might see students playing a game and one student might be losing. You might see that they're becoming upset. You might see some peers interacting and they might be arguing about something. Those are all opportunities for you in your classroom to introduce the break concept again. So you've already taught it. You've done a lot of instruction behind it, but you really want to make those connections during naturally occurring learning opportunities in your classroom. A lot of times we teach students different coping skills and we reinforce those coping skills and they're able to engage in all those coping skills when everything is going well and they're not feeling upset or frustrated but they don't know how to engage in that behavior when they are upset or frustrated they might be able to tell you what they should be doing or what they can do or what their choices are but actually engaging in that behavior can be a little bit tougher for them so we want to make sure we're there to help facilitate that process that we're prompting them through it and that we're able to praise the appropriate behaviors that they are engaging in in that moment the way we're really going to be able to develop this skill is that if students make that connection between, okay, so I felt upset, I felt sad, I felt frustrated, I felt angry, and I took a break and then I felt better. So we really want to make sure that we're allowing that to happen by using natural environment teaching or naturalistic teaching in our classroom so that we're helping to facilitate that process with a lot of our students. Again, obviously we don't want our students to be angry, upset, or frustrated in our classroom and we hope that happens as little as possible. But when it does happen, we wanna make sure we're there to help support them because it will happen. It's just natural. We get angry, we get frustrated, we get upset, we get sad, and we wanna know the appropriate behaviors we can engage in to help calm our bodies in an appropriate way for school and in our classrooms. Now what I wanna talk about is the situation that we might run into of a student asking for a break very frequently and it causing them to miss out on academic instruction or miss out on opportunities in your classroom. And this can happen. So if a student is engaging in a behavior and we prompt them to engage in a break and they learn the skill of taking a break, they might also overgeneralize that skill and feel like they need to be taking a break a lot of times throughout the day. And so we wanna make sure that we're setting parameters around that as well. So this might happen with a couple of your students and what I want to let you know is that if this situation does happen, you can set parameters around taking a break. Now let me tell you what I mean specifically. What I would do is I would take some data on how many times a week that the student is indicating that they need a break. Now what you're really taking data on is how many times an undesired behavior occurs that would have been prevented if a student took a break. It can be a little bit tricky taking this type of data and we're really just looking for an average number of times per day or per week that a student might need a break. Once you've arrived at that number, you're gonna add maybe one or two to it. Say that you have a student who engages in behaviors that would indicate they probably need a break about three times per day. You're gonna add one or two breaks to that. 
I would say because three is the lower number that you can have one break so that they have student has four breaks per day. That's the parameter around the number of breaks a student can take per day. Now again, this might only be needed for a couple of your students. You might have students who only take one or two breaks a week, but you might have students who need to take more breaks throughout the day, but you don't want them to be taking so many breaks that they're missing so much academic content or experiences in your classroom that they're starting to either fall behind or they're starting to miss out on opportunities in your classroom. So again, this is when you would start setting these parameters around the number of breaks that they're gonna take per day, and it's gonna be based off of your data. It's gonna be based off of those undesired behaviors that we're seeing in our classroom that could be prevented if the student was taking a break at that time. Now, the way that you're gonna set these parameters with the student is gonna look different for each student. You can have the student manage them completely by saying, okay, you get four breaks per day, take them as needed. Or if you have a student who might need a little bit more support than that or might need help managing the breaks, you might say you get to take two in the morning and two in the afternoon. Or you can do an even further supported system where you say, okay, you're gonna take your first break after math, and then you're gonna take your second break after our reading group, and then you're gonna take your third break after recess so that the student knows exactly when the breaks are coming. And this is, again, gonna be individualized to each of the students that you have in their specific needs. It's gonna look different for each of them, but you wanna make sure that the parameters are very clear and the student knows exactly what to expect. Again, this is where you're gonna to have to have a very fine balancing act in your classroom because we want students to take breaks in our classroom so that they're able to engage in appropriate coping skills because taking a break is a definitely an appropriate coping skill in the classroom. But again, not so many that they're missing their academic content and they're missing those opportunities in your classroom. That's why we really wanna strike this fine balance and it might take a little bit of time to figure out that balance. You might wanna add a couple extra breaks I already err on the side of adding one or two extra breaks. Again, when I said we take that data, we see how many times on average a student needs a break per day, and then we add one or two to it so that a student does have extra opportunities to take a break so that it's not like we're limiting the number of breaks that they can take and then they become upset or frustrated and feel like they can't take a break and engage in that appropriate coping strategy. One last thing that we're definitely gonna to wanna to teach our students is how to ask for more time in a break. At the beginning of the episode, we talked about putting those time parameters around a break because we don't want a student to be on a break for 30 or 40 minutes, right? We want it to be a relatively short period of time so that they're able to rejoin the class and be ready to learn. But there are gonna be some instances where students are upset and frustrated and sad and angry and they need more time. So we also wanna teach our students how to ask for more time appropriately. And we can set parameters around this as well. We can say, you know, this is how you can ask for more time and appropriately and honor their requests for more time, but the more time is not unlimited amount of time. Now, again, this is gonna be on a like case-by-case -case basis. You might have a student who is really, really upset and you're gonna allow them to take a 30-minute break and that's totally fine. I would say on the average day though, if a student asks for an additional time, it could be another five minutes or so so that student does get a little bit extra time to calm their body, but they're able to rejoin the class. Again, this is totally using your teacher judgment in the situation of how long the student can take an extra break for, but we wanna make sure that we're giving the students tools to ask for an extra break or extra time on their break so they know exactly what they need to do if they are really upset still at the end of that timer when it goes off, how do I get more time so I can further calm my body and I can be ready to learn to the maximum extent and so that I can be successful in the classroom. 
We've talked about so many different aspects of how to teach students how to take a break in this episode. You are going to set up your pre-prep where you are identifying what students can do on the break, how they can ask for a break, and how they return to class once they are done taking their break. And then you've taught your students how to do all those things. You've taught them all of their choices when they're on a break. You've taught them how to return to the class when they've completed a break and you've also have a plan for students who might need extra breaks but we also set parameters around that break so they're not missing too much academic content or opportunities in your classroom. We've talked about a lot and I don't want you to forget about the free resource that is down in the description below. All you need to do is click on the link that says free break cards and you will get that sent right to you in your inbox so that you are able to utilize those in your classroom as one of the options for students to use on how to ask for a break. And if you want even more tips and strategies, head over to my Instagram and follow me at Teaching Behavior Together so that you see my daily content on behavioral and social emotional learning activities, strategies, interventions, whatever they may be over on Instagram so that you can utilize those in your classroom as needed. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope that this was helpful and gave you some ideas of how you can implement taking breaks in your classroom so that you're giving students an effective coping strategy that they can use when they're upset or frustrated and that they can use it to calm their bodies and be successful in your classroom. Thanks so much again and have a great rest of the day.